Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call. Excellent. And Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, and I am in my office. I don't know if you've noticed the changes going on here, Brian, but my back, for those of you listening to the podcast, have. see how amazing my office is looking now, but I got my fancy new light up, a new paint job, new furniture. It looks awesome, man. And I'm going to call myself out for those of you who don't know. My background is actually virtual. And Dale pointed out that I accidentally used his logo. So uh, we're both on the same page. We're both, uh, we both think light bulbs are important. So uh, right. I'll change over time. But uh, for now, for now, Dale and I are going to be in, in uh, logo rapport. How about that? There you go. We are, we're simpatico. Look at my fancy couch here. You can see that podcast. I love here. that couch. It's an amazing. It's an awesome couch, but people don't get to see it. A little um, mid-century modern for you there. Yeah, man. So. Um, making it fancy. I got to look, I got to look professional out here. Excellent. So, all right. I have a call today, Brian, and this is one of our clients, one of our, uh, who's been in training with us. I've been training with him a long time. Um, and so listeners, I want you to take it easy on, on this call. Um, I was playing it prior to, I was playing it to you know, I was looking for calls to play today and my wife overheard it. She was like, what the hell is, uh, what's he doing there? <laughs> and so I knew that I had a winner when even she said mm -hmm. that. So uh, let's just go ahead and listen to it, but be nice, everybody. He's an awesome guy. Uh, we all have our moments. Yeah. I, I, I tell people all the time, I don't want to be judged by my worst moments. So hopefully uh, no, no one else does either. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen. Bear with me here. You think we've done this before, right? For that past 10 years if we've done this for a couple of times that's for sure all right give me a thumbs up when you hear it hello hello fred i'm reaching out because you had asked for a home valuation about your place in whitehall did you get the information you were looking for there yeah it's all done oh you're all done so were you just curious about value were you looking to refinance what, what were you looking to do with the value there um well i'm going through a divorce and i need to know oh my gosh the, the value and so i just needed to get um the value and i got it and so i'm good to go okay oh man so i hate i hate that reason for getting value i i i hope when i ask that question i hope somebody's like yeah i got a promotion and i i gotta you know i gotta find out where i'm going to but man divorce that's a that's a tough one i'm sorry to hear that well, thanks for your concern. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, so uh, I think it was just a little too much. It's like, come on, dude. Like, uh, you know, show a little bit, show some empathy if it's necessary, you know, but uh, I don't know. The guy didn't sound too upset. I think he lingered on it just too long, you know? You know, it's always interesting to me. Um, I, I've been on this other side of a conversation for with a person who's getting divorced. And, uh, you know, I agree. I'm really just sorry. I'm really sorry to hear that. I hope that, you know, I hope everything works out and that's all you need because here's the thing, you know, often, oftentimes somebody said he's probably happy. Sometimes they are like, yeah. I've said, man, that really sucks. And like, no, no, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have to do that. And, and the other thing I would say about this, and I know he was trying to be empathetic. I really appreciate when people are trying to be empathetic, but he kind of hit the guy over the head with it about four or five times. Once is enough. Yeah, it was, it was just too much. And yeah. uh, you know, what I do with the divorce situation now is I just say, Hey, 
got it. Well, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I hope it all works out in the end. Right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Let me touch the intro script a little bit too. Um, if you ask them if they've got the report, that's a yes, no question. Yep. Make the assumption that they got the report. If they didn't, they'll let you know. Hey, Bob, this is Brian Kurtz, Group, just reaching out to you. We sent you a report a couple of days ago because you requested a home valuation online. I'm just calling to see what kind of questions that you had about that report. Yeah. And now they might say they don't have any, but that's not a no. It's not a one-word answer. Always ask a question that doesn't have a one-word answer with the exception of a close. Yeah. I like to ask, uh, what did you think of the value, right? Perfect. And you requested your home value online. I wanted to give you a call and see what you thought about the number, right? I actually uh, like that better than my script. Thank you. That was, yeah. Your script is better. Yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, sometimes people will stonewall you. Oh, it's good. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> what did you have in mind, right? What number did you have? So I, I'm trying to get them to talk. But a lot of times people will either complain that it's low or they'll say, well, you know, it didn't take this into consideration or, or they'll even go in and start telling you why they wanted the information. Yep. Um, that's another technique that we, we use uh, in addition to that is let's say that somebody's not giving you a lot of information about doing that home valuation. Uh, we'll ask, got it. What did you need that information for? Yeah. Pretty open-ended. Yeah. Hey, out of curiosity, we you know what, why were you guys making that request? Oh, I'm getting divorced and I need to know, forgive it to the attorney, da, 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 da. We're not going to sell the house. We're going to refi it, you know? Okay, great. Or, Hey, we're thinking about moving or, you know, my kid's going to graduate from college next July, next June or graduate from high school next June. And we're going to move. Okay. Perfect. You know, but yeah, we're the whole key of anything is to get the buyer seller person to, to talk to us, to tell us stuff. And so open-ended questions work better than that. Did you get the report? I got it. Thanks. Damn it. Now I got to dig again, you know? So yeah. let's listen. So let's listen to the rest of this. Cause he doesn't give up right there, but uh, you know, I, I think we're going to have some more feedback here. Um, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Um, so in this, going through. So is, is this process then, are you just dividing up value of the equity in the home or are you going to have to, sell the home or look for at a move here no i'm staying put. oh you're staying put i'm gonna keep it gotcha yeah, staying put and but for the court i gotta give them what the value of, of okay you know my assets are and i don't know if you've ever done through that but uh this is a, my first time and um so it's not fun but anyway so I'm good to go. I've got the value for my home up in Whitehall. Okay. Sounds good. I appreciate you taking time, Fred. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Take care. Now, so Fred says he's staying put. He just needed the value to give to the court, right? And, you know, I don't know about you, Brian, but I feel like I would take, I want to know, Fred, should I, should you be a nurturer? Should you be somebody that I add to the database and follow up over time, right? follow up with over time. And so I'd probably take one more bite of the apple and just ask, Hey, got it, Fred. You know, I don't know about you, about your plans, but once all the dust settles, do you think that you have any plans to make a move, uh, you know, anytime within the next couple of years, here's the reason I'm asking Fred is because we have a lot of buyers looking and there's just not enough houses on the market for them right now. And I just want to know if I should keep you in mind. Great script. Um, and I'll, I'll add, you could also do this. 
since my guess is, and I don't know this for a fact, is that it was some sort of automated report. I, I guarantee you somebody didn't sit down for 45 minutes and do a CMA and send this over to this guy. They didn't go look at that's not what happened. So I might say this. Well, I really can really appreciate that you're doing this, and I'm sure this is an uncomfortable situation for you. Let me say this. If the court does not find that document acceptable, please call me back. I'd be happy to come over do a full-blown comparative market analysis based on actually seeing the house, taking pictures, going through this process, that's more than likely what the court is going to be looking for if they don't want an appraisal. By the way, if they want an appraisal, call me. I've got several appraisers who I could send over You know, that can give you a reasonably priced appraisal in case the other thing doesn't work out. All I'm trying to do is keep the door open because here's the statistic in case you guys don't know, 63% of all divorces sell their house within 12 months. So that's a high, high stat. Yeah, that's it's really high. If you think about it, you know, even if you decide you want to keep the house, I don't know about you, but God forbid that I had to go through a divorce. I don't think I want to look at the place every single day that I lived in to get when things were miserable. So I think people sometimes think they're going to keep the house and then just wake up every day and it reminds them of the other person and they get miserable. So or oftentimes what this guy may or may not realize is he may go to court and they might not be able to work things out and the court may make them sell the house. So if you're the person who offered free services to be helpful, that's the person I'm calling back. I'm going to call this Brian guy back. You know, he was offering to do shit for free for me. I really appreciate him. You know, it's a law of reciprocity. So that's another thing that you can add that could potentially help. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's that's a good thing to do. Uh, Do you have a call for us today? I do. Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah, I forgot you in the green room. In the green uh, room, yes. One of your agents, you said, let's not trash them either. Yeah, let's be nice to people. Um, let's I, be nice to people. <laughs> Dale and I clearly need to work on that. Just kidding. Okay. All right. I'm not even going to pre-frame this. So let's just listen to it. I think the I think the audience will get it right away. So, all right. Give me a, just like you, give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. Zillow said you'd like to take a look at this house in Key Ridge. Yes. Off of Davis Street. Okay. Can yeah, you turn it up? See that you wanted to look at it today at one o'clock. That would be fine if you're available. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to rewind it since you couldn't hear it. Okay. Yeah. Is your, I see that you wanted to look at it today at one o'clock. That would be fine if you're available. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any availability this afternoon. I'm already showing. Um, I can show it tomorrow or I can set up an appointment with one of my teammates, one of my showing partners, if you guys really need to get in there today. Okay. That was where my first thought was. I'd love to hear yours, Dale. <laughs> uh, we don't need, she doesn't care how the sausage gets made. She wants to get in the house, right? Uh, she doesn't care who the person is that opens the door right now, as far as I can tell. So she doesn't need the whole backstory. Just say yes. I agree. And then second of all, if you're going to talk about showing partners, showing assistants, teammates, change your verbiage. If I get your showing assistant, let's use that term, that means I got the person who wasn't as good as you. Right. If I got your teammate, I'm not really sure what the hell that means. Yeah. No, just don't partner. Partner. If I'm not available, and again, because at some point in time, you may have to go through a script and explain to somebody if you're not available, you have someone else. So the term is very simply partner. Hey, by the way, I've got a partner. If I'm not available, they could show the property. And then the other thing I want to point out here, make it a thing of value, not 
a thing of, well, I guess I get whoever I get. Hey, one of the things about working with our team is I wish I could be available 24 hours a day realistically for my clients. However, I can't. So we've worked out a deal. I've got a partner. In case I can't be available, they're available. That way for you, no matter when you want to see a house, one of us will probably be available. Does that sound like something that makes sense for you? All of a sudden, I turned into something that's like, well, I'm giving you somebody to something that's a value for you. So I don't yeah. know how... No, no, the, all of that makes sense. And uh, for, you know, for me, it's always much more about simplicity. I'm sure that your agent didn't think about this in the moment, but if you're listening to this in your team, practice this stuff, because if you practice it, you can make it so much simpler, right? So Brian says, uh, let's do the, what they, well, let's just recreate it. Hey, Brian, looks yeah. like you want to go see that property today at one o'clock. Is that correct? Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Okay, great. Well, we can definitely get you in there today at one o'clock. And um, let me, I'll be following up with you to let you know who'll be meeting you at the property. There that's, you go. That's, dude, dead simple, right? That's all he wants. He doesn't really care. So I yeah. confirmed it was one o'clock. I look at my schedule. I can't make it. We're going to get you in there. We is the key phrase. So yep. just make it simple. It doesn't need to be so yeah. But you got to practice it because it doesn't you know, like this agent isn't practiced to do something like that. She's still stuck in the one-to-one -one mindset, but she, if she practices it, she could pull that out really quickly. Completely agree. You know, it's 2023 showing partners, other people showing property. This is more of a norm today than it was five years ago. What do you mean? You're not going to show me the property. Someone else on your team's going to do it. Like this has become pretty normal. So I accept the norm of the day and, and go with it. But, yep. All right. I'll play a little bit more. Well, do you have anyone else looking at it today? You want to see if someone else can show you today? Sorry, my phone. No. Okay. So what I want to point out there is you have to listen to what the other person's saying. She pointed that her that her phone cut out, which was a good save on it. But but please pay attention to what the other people are saying. Active listening is one of the most important skills that we have to have as a real estate agent because and you could just hear the tone. I'm going to just rewind it 10 seconds here in a second. It irritated the client. Mm -hmm. Listen to the listen to the tone of the client. If you guys really need to get in there today. Well, do you have anyone else looking at it today? You want to see if someone else can show you today? Sorry, my phone. No. I was just wondering, are you showing it to anyone else? Oh, it am I very showing much it? In the... No, ma'am. Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. No, I'm showing right, a house. Time. I was going to say, I'm showing a house in Pete. Pauses. Pauses. So we have a huge, yeah, huge mm -hmm. disconnect between consumer perspective and agent perspective on this one. Yep. Hopefully the people listening to this, you agents, you, you, you salespeople out there recognize that this consumer is under the impression that this is our listing and wants to make sure that we don't sell it to somebody else. The agent isn't picking up with that sell it, what that lead is putting down uh, and mm -hmm. then answering it from the, which house is she showing today? perspective. So we're getting right. dangerously close to revealing that. I don't know if we're the listing agents on this one. Are we, Brian? No. We're getting dangerously close to revealing that we're not the listing agents, which this lead may prioritize and want to go straight to. Yeah. And, and there's better ways to answer that question is, you know, basically what she's saying is, is there a lot of activity on this listing? Hey, I need to check on this. I need to go look a couple of my systems and verify. I haven't looked today how many showings we have on this property. So let me verify that and, and call you back with that information. Then do discovery. So, you know, uh, 
and here's another thing, and, and I get this because I, well, I'm at an age, and and so are the people in my life. People don't like to be called ma'am. Just FYI, they don't like it. Take it out of your vocabulary. Uh, it's a little thing, but the wrong person gets called ma'am, and then it's instantly, I hate you. It's a rapport buster. Yeah. Take that line. And, and I think this agent's trying to do it out of respect. So it's not like it's bad, but understand that that term is not one that goes over super well um, with a lot of people. And some people are great with it, but there's at least, I would say at least 50% of people are not, don't like that term. So, right. all right, cool. I think it's a regional. It is, David. That is a regional thing, but I can tell you it's not worth it. So you can make your own choice. You use your judgment. So I'm going to play a little bit more. One. Um, yeah, what I'm just looking really quick. So apparently the seller wasn't given a property disclosure for this property. Um, looks like he's never lived in the house. So I just wanted to tell you that there was no property disclosure available. Um, what time are you available? So here's my next question. Why did we provide that piece of information? I don't know. Me neither. Uh, don't throw random statistics, facts, whatever you want to say at the client, because the client's over there going property disclosure. There's a, there's a really good possibility the client's not even aware that, that property disclosures are used. Why would you be telling them random information? So I... Again, stay focused on what the wants and needs are of the client and, and trying to come back to those and don't throw random information at people. It's not valuable. Yeah, I'd probably play this with that agent and ask her why she put that info in there. And it was probably one of two reasons. Either she didn't know what answer to give this woman and wanted to give her something, or she didn't know which way to go and was scrambling and trying to figure out. I, yeah, it felt like a scramble to me. I don't know that, but I think you're probably right. We were trying to, but yeah, it, it, it didn't land. And so we don't have to give erroneous information. Hey, by the way, this house is this, you know, okay, what the hell does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Okay, so stay on, stay on track. Well, tomorrow. Um, pretty much any time. Okay. I'm flexible. Okay. Why don't we do, I just need to schedule, I just need to schedule the time. Um, I can do one o'clock. Sure. Would that time work? Actually, give me, sorry. I'm just thinking about, uh, my son's in kindergarten and this is all new to me picking him up. So I was just thinking about my schedule. Could we do maybe one thirty tomorrow? Sure. Okay. And it said that you were looking for, you were buying for a relative. My daughter is looking, so I'm looking oh. on her behalf. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Do you guys have an agent that you're working with or? No. No? Okay. All righty. Well, yeah. Do you text message at all? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. This is my text. This is my cell phone. Okay. I'm going to set up the showing for 1.30 tomorrow, and then I'm going to text you and give you all my info um, whenever they confirm. And, um, yeah, we can just go from there, okay? Dillo said you well, That's the end of it. Wow. All right. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a safe assumption to say this particular lead does not care what you need to do with your kid or what your plans are, or in fact, actually isn't super interested in you at all based on her personality and her responses. Um, and on top of that, I don't think asking, do you text at all to anyone who's under the age of 93 is, is, is a productive question. 
93 is the line. That's that's what I coach. I'm just kidding. But yeah, my, I, my, I 90, my 93 year old great uh, grandmother does not text. Uh, I, I'll put that out there. I for certain know that my 72 year old mother in law uses every emoji in the book uh, when she's texting you. So, you know, that's my that's my measure. And she's probably listening to this right now. It's yeah. always funny when people send you emojis and they don't know what they mean. Right. That's always <laughs> always humorous. And uh, <laughs> I, I find that funny. But so here's the overall thing that I took from this phone call. Step one of every phone call in my mind, and I'm not saying I'm always successful at it, is build some rapport. I don't feel like we spent any time building rapport on this phone call. I felt like we went and we were basically click, 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 as if we were reading off a checklist. And I don't know about you, Dale, but that could actually, sometimes it works out. And that's actually the worst thing that happens in my mind because now you've reinforced that behavior. But this woman has no problem ghosting this agent. No, none at all. Um, this, yeah, I'd be surprised if this woman shows up. Yeah, I, really I, think, would. I, I think that there was a personality disconnect here. You're, Possibly. Yeah, the agent is very, um, hmm, how would I describe this? So I would say that the lead is a bit uptight and has an expectation about the way things are supposed to work. And your agent was very loose and very sort of uh, informal, if we mm -hmm. put it that way, right? And yeah. those, two, those two things did not work in this call. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. I don't think any of us listening to even the first probably 30 seconds of this phone call think this is a 20-year-old or a 30-year-old or a 40-year-old on the phone. I don't know why, and maybe that's just my sense. I've had a feeling this woman at a minimum is in her 50s. Oh, the the lead, the, the lead, the lead, just based on the way that she spoke. And by the Very way, possible. I don't, well, I can tell you that she ain't 20. Okay. I don't know where exactly her age is, but she's got a daughter who's looking to buy a house. Right. So, and why am I bringing that up? Well, because, and I'm not saying it's, I'm not one of those guys who goes, millennials do this and Gen Xers do that and boomers. I'm not saying that. You're getting, you're getting dangerously close to it, Brian. I'm getting dangerously close. But this is a person who was not 25 years old. We don't talk to them like they're 25 years old. And I will also say this. I would rather risk being too professional than too unprofessional. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, this conversation works good with a 30-year-old. Hey, by the way, da 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 And so all I'm saying is mirror and match the other person's energy. Her energy is an energy of, I'm just kind of here to ask questions. And take an opportunity to try and open that person up a little bit and understand who they are. And you don't open somebody up by going to you're my best friend, even though we've been on the phone for 30 seconds. Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it's funny as we heard uh, the first call that I played, which, you know, was a little too much. It was like, all right, you got to I get the rapport stuff, but we need to tighten that down a little bit. And in this case, we didn't really have any of it and really kind of disconnect in in style also. Yes. Uh, for newer agents listening to this or less experienced agents, listen to the way that this agent. Um, uh, what, what am I trying to say here? The prospect had more of an expectation of how things should go than the agent actually demonstrated for her. And that caused you could hear that the prospect really had no faith in this agent. So if you're newer, listen to this. And listen to it from the perspective of the consumer, 
try and hear what the misconceptions were or the expectations of that consumer were. And if you can hear that faster and accommodate it and give them more of a structure or, or correct them better to let them know how it actually works, but just do it more clearly rather than leaving it open-ended. Yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite sayings is in every new relationship, at least one person is going to be uncomfortable, volunteer to be that person. In other words, part of our job as salespeople is to be a little bit more of a chameleon and adapt to what the other person wants and not just be us. Yeah, And I, I know that's hard. I get it. I actually feel like everybody should take an acting class before they become a real estate agent. But ultimately, you're going to have to meld yourself. And that doesn't mean that you completely change who you are. It just means if you're a very high energy person, this is a high energy agent. I know her. And the lead was not high energy. The yeah. lead was a pretty low energy person. So build some rapport by being low energy and then see what happens if you get a, if you get a little high energy, if they come with you. Great. We're in rapport now. So you know, it's important. And then the last thing I think we need to do, what I would have done a little bit more research on was the daughter. So I'm looking for my daughter. What does that mean? Does that mean that you're going to buy her a house? Does that mean that you're the person? I mean, are you the decision maker? I have no idea who I'm showing to. I'm like, oh, cool. So your daughter, you're, you're buying her a house. Are you helping her find a house? Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Because I don't, I, I would, that's probably where I would go. Just tell me a little bit more about it versus why are you doing that? Just tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, she's super busy. She's a high powered executive or, oh, she's 23 years old and uh, we're buying her first house because we love her. I, I don't know. Because we're, because we're control freaks. Yeah. Right. Or, you or know, what that woman sounded like. Uh, yeah, seriously. I'm not, she didn't sound like the, and you know, to, to defend this agent again, the, that wasn't the easiest person to deal with as far as trying to crack the nut open. I can appreciate that, but I guess at least try, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, Brian. Uh, listen, man, we can't give them too much amazingness in one episode of Cash Call. We, you know, we we can't blow their minds. They they need to digest what we've talked about today. Amen. So, everybody, thanks for joining us again. Cash Call. We'll be back again next week. Dale Archdeacon, and Brian Curtis on t- mind blown every single time. The chat, the messages are coming in in the chat. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. Great seeing you. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.